Cosby Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. I'm so digging this. Maybe I don't want to mention too much because they'll say, why should I advertise? You already mentioned it. But, um, you know, I, unlike Nick, I'm not dreading the robots. So there's the... the, the, the uh, I actually have a small investment in a company that is going to make those self-serve robotic stores that you drive in and there's oh yeah those are cool they look really cool those are cool i will say that so that i'm hoping that that'll go flying uh this is another one there's a there's a dry cleaner and you you can go in and if they're not if it's after hours if it's a regular business hours then you can just go and get dry cleaning like a normal you know person you give them your clothes and then they clean them and you give them some money and then they give them back so that works this one though you can get your clothes 24 7 you can pick them up and drop them off 24 7 so it's i'm showing nick the picture of it see that's what i was telling you about see on the left side there you put them in those bags and you put it in and you enter it on the screen and on the right side if you're there to pick up you put it on the right side and they come out and you get them there's a door code it's very cool oh how awesome is that and i like that because how many times have you tried to get your clothes and oh i forgot to get them and you get there and they're closed and then you're screwed this is very very cool so um i like it that's all i'm telling you so we got to see if they would like me to tell people about it on the air and maybe advertise with us because it's a really cool place. That's all I'm going to say about them. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Anything else we missed today? We got the Harbaugh taking the Chargers job. We got um, uh, what else we got cooking here? Told you about my bizarre. I can't call it a dream. I woke up to that whole thing. Um, we've got uh, it's not a V-steak steak because we already did our thing there. Uh, we we did our our money line parlay. We oh I, I can tell you this though that uh, there's other play by play coming up. Not only did I tell you about what's going on today, but Saturday, Louisville takes on Virginia 10:30 a.m. airtime. Bellarmine basketball takes on Jacksonville at 3:45, and the Nuggets and the Sixers at five on our various stations here. Check your local listings, as they like to say. So uh, you'll find some great play-by-play this time of year, plus the football playoffs coming your way. We've got those as well, where you're home for the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Go. Uh, am I allowed to say that? Because we're owned by Kansas City. So, But am I allowed to say go Lamar? Because he's our guy. Lamar's our guy. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, that, right? it's a win-win for the station. Yeah. But but, but yeah, but, but around these parts, I feel like we're, we're rooting for a Lamar. It's definitely Lamar. And if yeah. you want to know what the, what the gamblers say... Uh, this is what the gamblers have to say about the news that broke today about, or yesterday, Harbaugh taking the Chargers job. If you want to get on early action, will the Chargers make the playoffs next year? Yes is minus 150. No is plus 120. How about that? And who do you, did they make any announcement on the Michigan head coach? Because they're taking bets on that too. I haven't heard anything. Sharon Moore is, Sharon Moore is the overwhelming favorite. He's the one to seven favorite. Right. So you're not going to get much return on that. But the other names on the list, the top four names on the list, it's like I'm doing a family feud here. Top four answers on the board. Uh, six to one, Lance uh, Leopold. Number seven, Brian Kelly. Hmm. Number uh, next, uh, he's seven to one. Next is PJ Fleck at ten to one, and then Jesse Minter is eleven to one. Uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher's forty to one. Deion Sanders sixty six to one. <laughs> Bill Belichick two hundred to one. Tom Brady two fifty to one. Yeah, not sure about that. Thank you. 
Yes. Louie had to come and close the door because somebody left it open. Oops. Sorry. Who was that, do you think? Probably me. Yeah. Thanks, Louie. Um, Danny Manning is going to meet everyone tomorrow. I was about to say, is there any is there anything worthy to talk about that? Or is that just one fifteen tomorrow? Danny will meet the media and some of the players will step up there. Danny has experience doing that, having been a head coach many times, and he's done a, at least one presser earlier this year, I think. Um, so you got that. Uh, circus is in town this weekend, you know. Yeah, Shriner Circus. Yeah, we Shriners. got tickets if anyone wants any. Well, don't you think we should make them earn it, like come in here and wash a window or something? Yeah, I like that. All right. Clean uh, something and we'll give them to you. Yeah. Just come in here and vacuum a little bit. Uh, what else we got cooking here? Just trying to go through the the day. What, I mean, what, do you, what do you want to say about Virginia? They are not one of their better teams. They're much better at home than away. I think if Louisville plays well, they should have a chance. Um, but, you know, they're playing against themselves as much as anybody else, Louisville. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're, well, they are what they are, which is a ridiculously small margin of error. There's no question about that. Um, I think we've covered. We did the fantasy site firing. We did Doncic. We did Dunlop turning pro. I guess we, this is a story that SEC football fans might like. They're going to revitalize the iconic football hedges. I was going to say that. Dang it! Like, we're, we're touching on all the stories. Well, they're that, the lead stories on the website. Right. Well, the, these were the stories we were going to do hit or myth with me, me and the interns, but we can we can just talk about them now. Is there anything more iconic in like f- more iconic foliage? In, than that? In college. Oh, in college, no. I was going to say the ivy on the walls at Wrigley uh, That's Field. what I was going to say. But besides that, I mean... I don't think college. Who else has kind of foliage other than the grass? Maybe, you know what? It's not the thing is you, you couldn't really call it foliage, but the blue field at Boise State, that gets a lot of notoriety. But, hey, it's not grass, so not foliage. Squirrel? Uh, some a little nutty. Miscellaneous rodent? Uh <laughs> Vic Fangio is going to become the Eagles' defensive coordinator. Hey, don't. Oh. And uh, who is taking over the Bucks' defensive coordinator is going to be the new coach of the Panthers, I believe. Dave Canellis. Yeah, we covered pretty much uh, the whole thing there. I got some. Good. What do you got? I meant to do this yesterday. Um. So we got to talking, and I'm putting the, the, the Twitter poll up. I think I'm going to have some fun with this. Oh, who won? Uh, Donuts won by a mile, right? Oh, yeah. They, they beat everything. They beat, they beat sidewalks and Chevys. And, oh, you did that one, too? Yeah, they, beat that, they won that one pretty handily. But um, they also won the one uh, Donuts, Cakes, Pies, or Candy. They won that you one. You know what? We made a mistake. It wasn't supposed to be candy. It was supposed to be cookies. Oh, God. That would have been so much better. Yeah, that was so bad. Yeah, that would have been you, so much you, better. You rushed me, and I panicked. Yeah. No, I should, I should have stopped you. I'm mad about that. But okay. So according to um, the Toy Hall of Fame, in which in which Slinky and Silly Putty are both members. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put that up. What's better, Silly Putty or Slinky? Because um, I think that'll be a pretty Silly good Putty one. Will win. I don't know. Slinky. Janet. Janet took Slinky. The handful of people I've asked have, to, have taken Slinky. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I think it'll be close. Regardless, um, I went through um, the Toy Hall of Fame, and in it are one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 
14 games. Games. Are in the Toy Hall of Fame. Can you guess them? The, the, how many games are in the Toy Hall of Fame? 14. All right. Well, it depends on I, 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 if this one is, is, is called a game, which I think it is. Jenga is in there. Jenga is yes. remarkably Jenga's popular. Jenga is in there. Uh, Monopoly certainly is in there. Yep. Life. Yep. Um, Candyland. Nice. Yep. Um, these are they, they don't, the problem is they don't have to be board games, right? So there are two card games in there. And playing cards are also in for what that's worth. Um, Uno. Yes. So I've got five right now. Uno. The other one is a little bit of... Um, what? How would you, like a generic kind of card game? Or is that what nerdy. Ner- oh, um, not like not Pokemon or anything. One of the, so it's in that, in that ilk. Dungeons and Dragons? Dungeons and Dragons is one of the games. Yes. I don't know what what are the, what card game is this like Dungeons and Dragons in Pokemon that I'm not that what is, I don't know I don't. Well, he used to work here what do we call Mike Magic Mike Magic Magic the, Magic the Gathering yes okay there we go good one um, there's four generic games uh, checkers yep. chess yep backgammon nope checkers chess. Um, Jacks, but they call it something else. Johns, some some uh, it's like called like hand tax or something like. Hey that. you, uh, all right. So Jacks, how many left now? Uh, I don't know. Well, I thought you said you had fourteen. Uh, there's fifteen. Sorry, but there's one more generic one. Old maid. No, should be in there. I'm nominating it. Gonna have a writing candidacy. Um, this is very big in the cities. Oh, dominoes. Oh, domino. Oh, sorry. All right. Um, you got Candyland. You got Jenga. You got Monopoly. You got Life. You got Uno. You got Magic. You got Jax. One, two, three, four. There's four games. Wow. And these are not generic. Rook, Stratego, um, close, Risk. Yep, there you go. I meant Risk. When I said Rook, I meant Risk. Yeah, I had a feeling. Risk, Stratego's not in. Nope. Uncle Wiggly should be in. He's getting screwed. Oh, I'm sorry, Uncle Wiggly is not. Oh, well, that's that's an injustice of the highest order. You should write to them. Operation was nominated, but it was not. It did not win. Do you know, by the way, as an aside, because I really want to go, we got to see if we could figure out, finagle a way to get in. You can't get into the New York Toy Fair. Really? It's open only to... Vendors? To people either selling or buying. Like, you have to have a, a, a you know, you got to be a manufacturer or somebody pretty big on the thing. But you can get in if you're a journalist who covers games. Well, I talk about games here all the time. Yeah, no, we, 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 should, we should apply for a meeting. Oh, I'd love it. It looks awesome. That'd be fun. Um, what other games could there be? Are there any electronic games? Uh, it, there's like Atari and stuff, yeah, and Game Boy for yeah, video so, games, but, okay. but I didn't put them. Okay. Board games. What other board games are out there? We did Monopoly. We um, Oh, uh, uh, Clue. Clue's yep. in there. Yep. Um. Hmm. 
I'm trying to think of the ones you always see all that are still there. You see Stratego, you see Clue, you see Monopoly, you see Risk, you see... Uh, one's it kind of an action game. And, like, you know, you got to move around. Another one's a word game. Uh, Twister? Yep. One's a word game? Yep. Scrabble. There you dumb. go. That was dumb. And... I think you got them all. Well, here's one for you. Do you know what the record-setting, best-selling toy of all time is? I did not know this until I watched that special. And I just looked it up, and I got confirmation. Furby. It it is the best-selling toy of all time. Best-selling toy of all time? (laughs) Why did he come and rub his rear end on you? It's tradition. Um, (laughs) Best-selling toy of all time. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's something that's been sold for a long time. I'll, I'll let you take some guesses, then we'll start giving you some clues. Cabbage Patch Kids? Mm, they're on the list. Oh, Raggedy Ann. Mm, no, I don't think that's on here. Barbie. Barbie's on the list. Still not it, though. G.I. Joe. No. Um, G.I. Joe is not on the list, sadly. Get screwed. Yo-Yo. No. Slinky? No. All-time best toy. Hot Wheels cars. Mm -hmm. Hot Wheels. Lego. Lego's on the list. It's four. Giving you my own stoplight challenge. Because toys, if you're wondering, are a different category than games. Silly buddy. No. This is a generic one. Tops? It's a, a, a teddy bear. Oh, okay, yeah. Teddy so bear. that's on there. I, this is one you might, you know, you should have known, but you won't know. Oh, did you say yo-yo? Yeah. You got it. I, I didn't think it was on here. It is on here. Yo-yo's on here. You're missing... Star Wars? Star Wars figures. And then the little Japanese pets. Hello Kitty. No, they were... Pokemon. 1996. Pokemon. A global phenomenon. No. It was a... Oh, Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. So you're missing two, one of which they, they gave out ver- versions of at McDonald's. Uh, oh, Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies. But the one at the very top, people always forget, and it is, the, it is the number one seller. You've got every other one on the list except this, and this is number one. It's unbelievable. Give, I'll read the bio of it until it gives it away. This was invented in 1974. By a Hungarian sculptor and professor. Hula hoop? No, it was initially designed as a teaching tool to help his students understand 3D geometry. However, it became a global sensation with people of all ages trying to solve the puzzle. It's now recognized as Rubik's the Cube. Rubik's Cube. Oh. The number one. He sold, by the way, the rights, not to have it named after him. Now, he's a multi-gajillionaire. But uh, the name, they didn't know what to call it. He called it. They used to call it the Magic Cube. And this company said, we don't want to call it that. But we can't use your name without your permission. So would you let us call it the Rubik's Cube? And he was like, I really don't like that. They said, I'm telling you, it's the good. So he said, fine. So they get, literally drew a contract up for a dollar. And they call it Rubik's Cube. And that, But he still owned the rights to the game. It was very difficult, though, for him. And for another designer and behind the, uh, the in the Soviet Union, because they they're not allowed to get copyrights, they're not allowed to get patents, because technically in the communist state, especially then, I don't know about now, you all of your intellectual property belongs to yeah the, the state. state, right? So the guy who invented Tetris. 
He was working on voice recognition for the KGB and hated it because he didn't want to be working on something that was going to be used for espionage and spy and violence and war. So he invented this game and he invented Tetris. And he was and he wasn't even supposed to be doing that because he was doing it on state owned computers in his office. But he managed to do it and he managed to get it smuggled out into a toy fair non outside outside the uh, Soviet Union and um he was able then his father was an engineer of some sort and there are very limited patents that were allowed to be issued in Soviet Union so he had some idea of how to kind of work do workarounds so ultimately he got the the patent and then Nintendo made it their included game in their Game Boy I don't know if you remember oh, the so original came, Game Boy. It, origi- it and came so with the, Tetris. was what came with Tetris, and he became oh, really? a millionaire. And uh, the same kind of scenario with the guy for Rubik's Cube. It was not as hard because he was in Hungary, and Hungary was kind of the bridge between the really hardcore Iron Curtain countries and the free world, and so it was easier to get things out. But he still had to get it out, and he had to get out in order to – but he did, and then he became a uh, gajillionaire too especially in light of the fact it is the most he 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 had the, there's a great story by the way it took him a month you okay you look like you're yeah, no i'm good over. It, it took him a month to solve it the first time he built it and then he couldn't it took him that long to solve he it couldn't solve it and and people would say to him i don't think it's solvable he said it has to be solvable it started with all the colors in the right yeah, place right, right, right. so it's got to be solvable and he finally solved it after a month so once he realized it was solvable he tried to get it sold to toy companies and um they all turned him down and he had I don't know how he got out again, but one of them flew to Hungary, I guess, one of the big toy companies, and um, they uh, um, came and met him, and the and the guy said, well, that's really interesting, but, you know, it's not solvable. It's impossible. And he said, no, it is. I've solved it. And the guy said, okay. He'd only solved it once, and it had taken him a oh, month. wow. And so he said- before everyone had, like, memorized yeah, patterns and so, yeah, and stuff. And so he, the guy said, all right, show me. Oh, boy. And he did it in like five minutes. And that's when the guy said, that is awesome, and bought the rights to it. And then it became. But if he hadn't been able to solve it, the yeah, guy no would have said, you're full of crap. And and he wouldn't have probably bought the rights to it. You talk about pressure. You come. And I mean, I, I can only imagine what was going through his mind. I don't know. He's a very bright guy, obviously. So he must have remembered some things he did when he when he actually did solve it. But uh, that's incredible. I mean, I mean, now they solve them literally in what? Like 10 seconds. Yeah. Not even. That's ridiculous, by the way, how they do that. But it's a great story. I'm telling you, that toy show is fabulous. The Rubik's Cube is in the Toy Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, but it's a Toy Hall of Fame, not a right. game. They don't call I, it a I game. Like, it's a puzzle. I, it's a puzzle. I like the Toy Hall of Fame because they have toys like Paper Airplane. They also have toys like The Stick. The do stick, they? Yeah, The Stick is Where in... Where is the Toy Hall of Fame? I don't know. That's a good question. But there, there's um, about... I don't know, 80 items, I think, in there. There are seven steps, by the way. Not we want to know Wednesday, but I never knew this. Now I want to go buy one and try it. Seven steps to solving a Rubik's Cube. Create a white cross. Okay? A white cross. Uh, here, here's the seven steps. I don't, I don't know how you would do this, but um, there's a history of it, which I don't want. I want to know how you solve it. All right. An edge piece is the part where two visible corners meet. Okay, so you got to get to know the the the, uh, the lexicon. A corner is where three 
visible pieces meet. A center is only has one visible color. Okay, so wow. No, seven step guide is here, and it's way too complicated. Yeah, I was going to say, please do not read this. Way too idea. complicated. I'm already kind of gl- glossing. Over. Yeah, but you look like you're going to kill over anyway. It's uh, yeah. It says do the white cross, solve the white corners. Uh, a lot of. Uh, yeah, so I'm not going to do that. But anyway, you can find it online, and I guess even just memorizing it doesn't make it that easy. So, oh, text a great point. No battleship, no mousetrap. That no, not, I didn't see either one of them. Oh, mousetrap should be. They might have been nominated. There's only a handful of nominations I've seen. Great story but. on mousetrap. The guy who invents the mouse ideal, the guy, well, he's not from ideal. He's he they, he has the rights to mousetrap, and uh, nobody wants it. Because they say this is ridiculous. It's way too complicated. No kid is going to want to do this. He's gone to every big toy. He's gone to Parker Brothers and Milton Bradley and everyone out there. He goes to Ideal, which at that time is very small, basically. Right. And he says to the guy, his partner, he says, I'm going to let him take the prototype home. He said, what? It's the only one we have. He said, he's got to take it home and let his kids play with it. It's the only way he's going to find out that the kids will really like it. And that's a stroke of genius because he gives it to the guy. The guy's a little skeptical. He brings one, comes back the next day. He says, we got a deal. My kids play with it for like five hours. He said they oh, wow. loved it. Nice. It was so sometimes it's unbelievable. The little things, the decisions that seemingly are so innocuous wind up being the, the strokes of genius. I told you on yesterday's show that Slinky became a bestseller because the woman decided they needed to have a theme song. Yeah, right. Because everybody in the 60s was having theme songs. And it wasn't selling, wasn't selling. It came up with that theme song. And then all of a sudden, everybody's buying Slinkies. So fascinating what was what are those machines called like, uh tractors no 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 oh. it, it's the machine where like the marble will fall and then it knocks over a domino and the no- domino lights a lighter which blows up a balloon well i mean i don't know what they're called but they they used to be they, they were called rube goldberg no that, that's it that's yeah. it yeah that, I that, mean, that's, that's why that's how um mousetrap mousetrap started he said i want to i want because that was always the thing who can build a better mousetrap and so he said i'm going to build I, he told his designers i want you to come up with one that's like a rube goldberg machine and rube goldberg had a bunch of uh, artists' renderings of machines that he didn't actually build. That was what was popular about them. There was a book of things that would do the most, like one, and then some they did build. Like there was one to, to crack an egg. It goes through like thirty different permutations, and then it finally cracks an egg and puts it in a pan. Right. Said I want you to come up with something like that for a mousetrap. And um, I will say this: I was always amazed it worked. It did, yeah. It, 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 well, that'd be the thing. Sometimes it wouldn't fall completely but straight. But that was mouth in the rules. It's yeah. If the thing didn't come down, that was it. You had to go put it right. back up at the top and try and do it again. But but how many times have we played? That should be a, a Twitter poll. When you're done playing Mousetrap, how many times did you just reset it up and make it catch the mouse? Yeah, even, right. You know, three, four, seven, more than seven. Right. Yeah, so kind of that. Well, let's uh, take a bottom of the hour break. And then also, it's happy, uh, happy birthday to Scotty D. Yes. Scott Davenport. It's his birthday today. Happy oh, birthday, my Scotty God. D. Diener's officially now my hero. What? He says, I'm a member of the Country Music Association. By filling out the credential request, you can get into the Toy Festival. Beautiful. There we go. Oh, we got to go to New York. I love that. That is... When is the toy show? I'm going to look it up. During the summer, we're definitely going. Uh, It could be any time. It could be during a Louisville game. I'm still going. (laughs) That's terrible. No, it's not true. Jody. (laughs) Oh, no, no. I'm I'm nothing if not a professional. But, uh, boy, I hope it's not... uh, I hope there's a way I can go there. Uh, let's see, Toy Fest. Ooh, 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 ooh. I think it is uh, Toy Con. I think it's in September. Yep, September thirtieth to October third. 
No, we're definitely going to do that. And you know what else we're doing this year? Because it's my new approach to life since I've almost bought the farm like three times in the last four years. We're going. You, you're welcome to come. You don't have to come. I'm going, though, to the Bristol Night Race. Oh, I want to go so bad. Oh, well, then come with me. Yeah. Because you be got to buy tickets like now because it's sells yeah. out. So we're going there. We're going to Disney. We're going to uh, we're going to go down to Bardstown and ride the dinner train. Or the, was, You've done that before. That's yeah, fun. we're doing that again. And um, and uh, we're going to go to the toy fair. If Dina can get us in, that's strong. I'll bring you back toys. It'd be terrible. I'm taking all these things. Like, sir, these are not samples. They're on display. I, I just want this, these two. Do you have any Stratomatic? Oh, Stratomatic I could go visit while I'm out there. Take the train up to Long Island. What a trip we'd have. Are you kidding me? All right, Swim stay with us. Action figures and strat cards. You, that's what you'd be doing. Oh, the yeah. Toy Fair is probably more in- interesting for you, but I bet you there's games there. So oh, I'm a sure. games guy more than a toy guy. Yeah. But, uh, 50-50. But um, the story of some of these, the, the, like how the guy did the Rubik's Cube and all, this show is just fascinating to me. It really is amazing. And uh, the Toy Fair is, I, mean, I would like to go because you know how many people, that's like their culmination of their dream just to get into the toy fair their hopes and dreams are riding on those five days and you just got to get them sold and um that's pretty interesting i'd like to like to see what that's like oh man it'd be great i show up there with my country music credential and they start asking me grilling me all these questions so did you go to the cmas oh that'd be Uh, you guys get your credentials mixed up and yeah Yeah, i I, yeah i I did that's i I went to the cmas so what'd you think you're talking about there were no action figures there (laughs) (laughs) poor dean is going to try to listen to some country music it's like what what are all these gi joes doing Trying to get, you guys get your trying to come up with an up. acronym for CMA because I don't know what stands for the Country Music Awards. I mean the 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 the, uh, the I don't know the cloying mothballs. I don't know what is that. I couldn't come up with anything for CMA. What would what else would be a good acronym? Just for vote, vote for Hank Williams Jr. for everything. Well, actually, you could come up with a foul one. You know the the caging. Hey, hey, we'll be back. ESPN six eighty one. Mark Story on the other side. Tired of jumping from job to job. How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Part of the show. Text Bobby V on the UPS Jobs text line at four three seven nine six eighty. Mark Story's with us here, and I, I didn't I get to ask to vote in this once before? Did I? Am I not getting that anymore? Did I? Did I? I do. I don't have a ballot. I, I need a ballot, I, Bob. I can assure you, you 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 get ballots. Well, where where I mean, are they? Damn it. Well. Uh, we send one to your uh, ESPN Louisville email and one to a, what I have as a personal email. All right. Well, I'm going to say, because I, I voted on it this year. 
Dang it. Yep, well, I'm going, well, I'm going back to scroll then, by golly, because it's quite an honor. <laughs> it's 43 years they've been doing this thing. The thing is the Kentucky Sports Figure of the Year presented by the Lexington Herald Leader. And there's a lot of names on this list that uh, that fans will recognize, no matter whether you root red or blue. Um, I believe, and Mark, I'm sure, or I'm asking if you'll correct me if I miss some, It's the, the finalists are uh, Ray Davis, Jeff Brom, uh, Julie Folks, Montana Fouts, Lamar Jackson, Travis Perry, Brandon Fott, and I think there's one. I'm Jamal Murray. No, I said Jamal Murray. Yeah. So that is is that it? Did I get the whole list, or I'm missing no, somebody? No, th- those are the the eight we've made public. We've still got two more to reveal. Ooh. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll uh, reveal one about five five thirty tonight, and the final one, the tenth one, we'll reveal in the morning. Nice. Very cool. And then uh, the winner is announced. I know the answer to this. I'm doing the lawyer question. When are, when are you announcing the winner? The winner will be announced uh, around 9 o'clock in the morning next Tuesday, January 30th. And then we'll blow it out really big in the Wednesday print edition of the Herald Leader. Very cool. Very nice. And and what's very important is the first runner-up, because if for any reason the winner cannot fulfill his or her responsibilities, then the 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 crown goes to and the scholarship goes to the oh wait a minute that's Miss America sorry I got confused there for from <laughs> Atta boy dad you know when I was little that's terrible to say but when I was little I used to hear that every time they did that and I used to make fun of it because it was like what are they talking about what do you mean he's not going to be able to do it and then don't you remember Vanessa Williams they found all the nude pictures and she had there's been like three women I think that have had to give up their their crown since then so. Um, yeah, I guess I shouldn't uh, mock it, but I don't think you'll have. Yeah, it. we we've we've never vacated a sports figure. <laughs> yes, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. All right, let's uh, let's talk about things. Let's talk about first and foremost, uh, Kentucky. Uh, not only that they lost, but I mean they they didn't even get. They were like what twenty five points under their offensive scoring average. It was. Really, almost unbelievable. What did you make of their offensive showing? And they've had some sort of a Dickens of a time at South Carolina, though, haven't they? Yeah, and and I want to preface this thing. I think South Carolina is good this year. I think it's a good team. But yeah, for whatever reason, they've had a hard time in Columbia, and they've been in in South Carolina has not always had a good team. So yeah, it's been a tough venue. You know, I wasn't that surprised that they lost that game just for the reason you alluded to, kind of their history in the, the gym. But, yeah, I was surprised at how bad they looked. I mean, they looked bad. They just didn't get – they never got into any kind of rhythm offensively. They didn't play. They, You know, South Carolina got them slowed down, and they, they weren't pushing the ball like they normally do. And then, you know, we've talked all year about, you know, their defensive metrics are horrible. Yeah. And what would happen if they got into a game where they had to get stops, where they got behind and had to get stops? And at least Tuesday night, the answer was they couldn't do it. And, you know, South Carolina got ahead and basically stayed ahead. It's uh, it's interesting, too, because the um, the metrics don't really – they do or they don't. I can't remember. You know, awful. It's terrible to get older. I was looking it up, and I was like, these metrics don't jibe with how they're being perceived. The metrics don't love Kentucky, though, do they? Well, the defensive metrics especially don't love Kentucky. Uh, you know, Ken Palm, I think they're like 99th in def- defensive efficiency, and that obviously is not the profile of a team that uh, is going to win the national championship. They, um, you know, I'm uh, oh no, I misspoke. They're ninety seventh. Oh well. So so um 
Yeah, they. I mean, you know, I have at various times wondered if they were just so good offensively that you know just not being very good defensively and being sort of so-so rebounding doesn't matter. But another part of me would then say, you know, that seems like sort of a sugar high. Where <laughs> if you just eat ice cream and jelly beans, you know, for all three meals a day, that may be good for a while, but it's probably not going to turn out very well. <laughs> and uh, that's sort of where that's sort of what that felt like to me. Now the good news is, you know, I don't think they're as bad as they look Tuesday night. You know, I don't think you're ever as bad as your worst game. And there is time to try to fix some of these things. But we are, you know, we've been talking about how bad the defense is pretty much all season, and it hadn't gotten much better. Talking to uh, Mark Story here, an, an underappreciated story, no pun intended. I get you to comic because I really, I'm, I'm I'm walking proof of it. I did not realize that. The Transylvania women's team is like dynastic. What? How many? What? What? How many have they won in a row now? What are they up to? I believe. I believe the winning streak is at fifty-one. Wow! 51 my God, that's. What, do, I mean, I know their men's team has had a pretty rich history. They had some, you know, really good teams, really good coaches. We we played them when I was at Bellarmine, but I didn't know their women. Do, is this? Uh, you know, are they new to the to the party here with this kind of dominance. Yeah, they they. They they were good. Greg Todd, who's now the coach at uh, EKU, was there and, and and got sort of got it going. But Julie Fulks, who's the coach now, is one of the most impressive people you know I've ever interviewed. She's really impressive and is just really sharp, and is somebody that has just chosen to you know she likes D three. She likes the lifestyle. That's just where she wants to be because I think she's somebody that could be a coaching star at a high level if that was the life and the lifestyle she wanted to live. But, yeah, I mean, they, they, she's very analytic-oriented. You know, everything they do, you know, they, they, they base off kind of the numbers. And she's a, a positive reinforcer kind of coach, which I think is a good fit for the current era. And, yeah, they, uh, they, they've, they've really got it going. I mean, before the winning streak started, they lost in the Elite Eight, and they'd been undefeated up to that point, you know, three years ago. So they're on, they're on quite a run. Wow, no kidding there. Talking to Mark Story here on ESPN 680-1057. Louisville uh, football schedule uh, came out, and obviously the last game again is against Kentucky, and uh, I, I know their schedule is uh, is out as well. Uh, the people around here, I mean, it's a harder schedule. Last year's schedule was unusually easy for, for, for Louisville. Uh, easier, not easy, but easier. This year they get Clemson back, for example. So it's, there's some things that are tougher about it. But they are very excited here because they're they're getting all sorts of high profile people from the portal, and they they feel like the momentum's very good. Uh, I heard though, how's the vibe there? They've they've gotten some high profile folks too, have they not? Yeah, they, Kentucky has gotten has I think filled some needs pretty well in the portal. Now, they're not is they've not taken the volume of players that. That Louisville has taken, um, you know, the starting quarterback for you know this will be the third straight starting quarterback that will have come from the portal. And Brock Vandegrift, who was a lavishly hyped high school prospect, and didn't get a chance to start at Georgia. You know, was behind Stetson Bennett, and then last you know last year Carson Beck beat him out, and Carson Beck turned out to be pretty good. So you know he is unproven, but has certainly has an impressive pedigree, and they. You know, Filled some other needs. You know, they got a running back from Ohio State and a really good linebacker who started at Georgia and I think sort of got shuffled out there in like a salary cap deal. 
<laughs> so he's going to be at Kentucky, and he's really good, and he will fill a need. So you know, I think uh, I think they've done okay. They're not they're they're not as I said they're not taking the volume of players from the portal that Louisville has taken. I'm I'm curious about this. Educate me. I'm looking at the schedule. I, I unless I'm miss, missing something, and it wouldn't be the first time I am. Um, on the it's on the official Kentucky website, though. They have five home conference games and only three away. How does that work out? I don't think that's right. Well, four away. Oh, oh. So it has to be on balance. It has to be uneven, right? Because there's nine games. Is that right? No, no. They're still at eight. Well, let me see. South Carolina home is one. Georgia home is two. Vanderbilt home is three. Auburn home is four. Oh, yeah, I guess that's right. And then at Texas is one away, Tennessee away, Florida away, and Ole Miss away. Yeah, I'm sorry. I missed. See, I told you I screwed it up, so it's, so it's just four and four. But they do get four straight games at home to start the year, two of which are conference games. They better get off to a good start again because two of their four conference home, ga- home games are going to be in the first three weeks of the season. So they better get, come flying out of the gate. Well, one of the problems the last two years why they haven't lived up to fan expectations is they've gone one and three at home in conference games, and that you know, you're just that's just not going to fly if you're trying to have you know really good seasons, you know, get above seven and five. And so, you know, obviously Georgia is going to be a hard team to beat. So the other three conference home games are really really important. So that South Carolina game in week two is a huge game. Yeah. And then you never know what the hell happens if they have a weird history with Vanderbilt. So that's very strange. So um, we'll see how that plays out. And then Auburn at home. So, yeah, it's it'll be uh, interesting, uh, no question. And then, you know, Louisville is the last game, of course, again, which does jibe with rivalry games across the country. There was a time, though, when Louisville still wanted to play that game first. I believe, Mark, I'm not mistaken, by saying that Kentucky didn't. I'm not sure they wanted to play it at all, but they certainly didn't want to start the season with it. So it got pushed to the end. Now that it's there and it's got its own little history at the end, does it still belong there, or would it create more jolt if it was the one that started the season? How do you feel about that? You know, I was a big supporter of playing it first for the reason you mentioned. I thought it sort of kept people talking about football, you know, all summer and gave, gave everybody something to really look forward to at the start of the year. Um, Rich Brooks, when he was the coach, he just didn't like playing a big game in the first game. He'd been a pro coach, and, and they had you know preseason games, and he just didn't like playing a game that he felt like his season was you know in a large part judged on in the first game. So they moved it, and when it, the, the compromise, they played it first when it was at Louisville, but they would play it like second or third when it was at Kentucky. And you know, I didn't I didn't like playing it second or third, but. You know, it was what it was. When when they moved it to the end, you know, I don't think I think it gets a little lost nationally because there are more traditional rivalries. But but I have liked it. I mean, it is kind of the traditional point for a rivalry. And I you know I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a, I was always a big supporter of playing it first. But I, I'm okay with it last. By the way, where is is where is Rich Brooks? Is he around here still, or is where does he live now? No, he's out in Oregon. And if you follow, he's one of the great Twitter followers. Really? Because he, he just he just, he's just living the life. I mean, he plays golf, and you know he's growing tomatoes, and you know he and Karen are traveling, and his Twitter feed is a hoot. All right, I don't have any idea what this means, so help me. Drew Diener sends me a text says, "Ask Mark Story the milkshakes milkshake story and playing UK 
versus U of L first. So I hope you know what that means because I have no idea. Yeah, when 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 UK was moving the game, I was opposing that fairly stridently in print. So I offered to come up. I offered that I would. I, I said I would buy any reader a milkshake who could come up with a logical reason why the game should be moved. <laughs> so. Did you have to pay out any milkshakes? Yeah, I bought two milkshakes. <laughs> a guy in Bowling Green and then, and then a guy in Versailles, yeah. What, what, what was their argument that was so compelling? Yeah, I, don't remember, I don't remember the specific – I remember one of them I didn't really agree with, but I thought he argued it well. <laughs> so. well you're, I'll say this, you're a man of your word, my friend. That's pretty impressive, so – uh, I, what type I, of milkshakes? I got a lot of questions now. What type of milkshakes? Where were the milkshakes bought? You know, are, well, are, a steak and shake in Bowling Green was one of them. Nice. It's to good be shake. honest, I don't remember where the, the guy from Versailles and I met. The, the steak and shake shake is a good choice. You can't go wrong there. It's, it's even in their name, for God's sake. I mean, if you're going to call yourself steak and shake, you better have a decent shake unless you want to go bankrupt in a hurry. So, yeah, I'll buy that. So. All right, brother, we're, we're stepping aside here. I'll ask you one non-Louisville, well, it's quasi-Louisville-related. Around here, they're all excited for Lamar. You think the Ravens get through? How do you think that game turns out? Who's going to the Super Bowl? You know, I think Lamar's going to do it. I just sort of feel like it's his year. All right, well, I hope you're right. We're all hoping so, so I hope it plays out that way. Buddy, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Drew says, and they served milkshakes at media day. Man, I could go for a milkshake. Was right that now. in honor of him? I wonder. That's nice. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Maybe we can, uh, I don't know, what, what could we kind of, I don't think there's anything we could promise somebody in a bet that would then make them serve it at media day. Like, yeah, Nick and Bob uh, uh, promised tiramisu thugs. to, and uh, <laughs> now they got tiramisu for the whole media contingent. <laughs> I feel like this would backfire tremendously on you and I, and we'd be getting half the city, whatever the heck we were sharing. Diener's just he's taking over the show, but good info. He said, Rich Brooks made sure they served milkshakes at media day. Oh, that's the way you get back at the media. Try and mock the man's point of view by serving milkshakes. Can you do something I don't like think that? I follow him on X. I, I, I didn't Mark Story? Enter- no. Rich Brooks. Oh. Because he said he's very entertaining on the Twitter. I like entertaining. He is a follows. good follow. He's, he's a fun follow. All right. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, speaking of fun follows, uh, Paul Rogers joins us tomorrow. It's Fast Break Friday, and um, he'll be with us. So. What's your go-to milkshake? I'm kind of bummed. I haven't had milkshakes in so long because of, you know, so it's not really great for heart patients. Probably not. But um, I am I am a, an odd duck because chocolate milkshake is the standard go-to milkshake. This but makes I, me so thirsty. But vanilla I kind of like. I've, I've, it's weird. When I was a kid, I loved chocolate ice cream, chocolate milkshake. Now I've gotten older, I've become vanilla. He's very vanilla. That's what they say about it. He's very vanilla. I kind of like cookies and cream. Cookies and cream is my milkshake? go-to. Oh, God, yeah, it's the best. Okay. An mm-hmm. Oreo milkshake. Oh, second to none. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's it. We're done. Cookies are done. People are finished. We're finished. We're leaving. Don't try and talk us out of it. Uh, we got to get out of here. I'm sliding off the chair under the desk. Yeah, you really are. I've noticed. Like, well, the whole I'm not show, trying to, but like... my shirt is, is very slippery. Oh, that hurt, actually. Oh, man. You kind of sliding the whole show. Yeah, I was. That's uh, kind of a metaphor for the program, I think. Don't you? Lower. <laughs> lower. 
All right, man. Let's show some out. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN 680-1057. Street was next.